Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stuff stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Steve Wallace of maverickapp.io. They help you smooth out the ebbs and flows of inconsistent sales, prospecting, and inefficient client nurturing and follow-ups. And Steve, you also have a virtual insurance agency for the driven and the purposeful entrepreneurs to protect all their hard work. Hey, dude, on all those fronts, I love it. Welcome to the show. Thanks. This is awesome. I'm excited to be here. We we put some work in getting here today, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We've been we've been chatting for a couple of months now, and finally, Steve's like, "Yeah, I'll come on the show." Yeah, I finally did it. <laughs> so, hey, dude, please expand more on that. Tell us, everyone at home, you know, where are you with your business today, and who are the kind of people that you love working with? Sure, sure. So uh, I kind of have to take this uh, point by point. So uh, Maverick app first, right? So. I think the summer was was pretty darn great. It's almost like you ask people what they do. Um, <laughs> so what Maverick App is 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 a is a prospecting machine combined with a follow up and nurture machine. In, in the world of sales and business development, most people mm-hmm. fall short, um, not for the lack of trying, but they they'll reach out to somebody a handful of times, and after a short amount of effort, touches we call it in the industry. Mm-hmm. They fall off. You're you're actually a brilliant example of somebody who doesn't give up give up after two or three or four touches, right? So we're here because you followed up 12, 15 times times with me, right? So and that's what they all say, right? The money's in yeah. the follow-up, but also yep. it's about putting your I guess with with your being, you know, with the being a technological with a platform, you kind of remove the human aspect, which is, oh, they don't like me, or I should give up, or maybe I'm maybe I'm pestering too much, which is all rubbish, correct? That's all head trash. That's all head trash. Yeah, hundred percent. So, you're right. The money's in the follow up, and it has to be, and it always will be, because most people don't even know you exist right now. Most people don't know I exist right now. So you have to one get in front of them, and then move yourself from this unconventional, cold, unknowing relationship, similar to what we had, to a much more warm, trusting relationship, and that takes time. Mm. Typically, mm. ten to twelve touches. So. What Maverick app does is kind of bring all that together, go from uh, nothing to a few touches to 10, 20 more touches, but to your point, without losing that personal touch. So we personalized at scale, which is really neat. And so to bring it around, uh, no, it's not specifically a business podcast, but to bring it around, the people who I love working with are the people who get it, which are typically salespeople, business development reps, a CEO or or 
CRO who was strictly sales at one point in time because they were their destiny was tied to their own actions every single mm-hmm. day. They knew that they knew that if they didn't fix those leaks, you know, the 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 days between touch five and six, or heck, between touch five and touch fifteen, <laughs> they knew that if they didn't fix that, they were in trouble. So salespeople and business development reps tend to get it. They just it just clicks. I love that. But it's I, I guess with, with that area, it's tough for the, yeah. the solopreneurs at home listening, the mid-level entrepreneurs. Um, or even micro, right? It's, yeah, it's, you wear all the hats. You're trying to do all the different things with business and you're being sure. told and the noise around right now is like, oh, it's deafening all these things that you should be doing. It sounds like what you've honed in here is on common sense, best practice. But again, I come back down to removing that human sure. element, which... Okay, two levels. One, you've removed the human element, the doubt, the guilt, the worry, but kept the human element of personality. So there's different benefits that you can start to to work with. So that I think is why what you do is so beneficial to business owners out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny that you bring up the the small business owner, and I, I think small business might be too too broad of a phrase because I mean, if you check the the United States definition of small business is like 500 employees or less. It's like 500 employees is in the small business, you know? Um, so let's get specific. A micro business or a sole proprietorship or a two member LLC, right? Something very small mm. um, could be huge in their eyes, but that, that's a, inside of that environment. Everybody involved is wearing five, six hats each, right? That's what we're talking about, right? You, if you were to walk up to any one of them on any given day and say, hey, how do you grow your business? Most of them uh, don't have a solid business development plan. They might have some marketing strategies, but they're really just throwing stuff at a wall and just seeing what sticks. And I get it because like with a tight budget, wearing six hats each, what are you supposed to do? What's the best practice? You know what I mean? The block calendar, cold call, walk up and down Main Street, reach out on LinkedIn, Nurture what you currently have, nurture the people that you talked to in the past, create new opportunities into the future, drip on them and touch on them 15, 20, 20, 50, 25 times. It's a lot. Mind it's blown. A, it's a it's lot. Yeah. Lots. And that's where doubt, overwhelm comes in. And oh, that's yeah. where we start to creep into the, the personal aspects. And this is why I know you, you're you here to talk about this level because we want on this yeah. podcast, you know, we, we talk about the business owner we talk about your challenges through you know, the, yeah the business challenges are one thing but behind every business challenge is a personal story is mm-hmm. a promise that you trying to keep a, a beliefs that you brought along the way so it's it's very much there's the personal aspects behind everything sometimes we yeah. can't see it other times oh my gosh we don't want to see it mm-hmm. so with your personal journey to to build you know, the businesses that you have today what challenges did you kind of face along the way that were um that were that were tough and maybe you thought about giving up along the way oh yeah and and i think anybody who says that they have never thought about giving up it's lying to themselves um so i one particular story pops up right so i started my career in in true sales as an insurance agent uh, independent insurance agent. And but I, when I mean independent, I mean no true sales process, no true leadership. I had products and services that I offered, but no true way to get them in front of anybody. And I had to have this come to Jesus moment where I thought to myself, 
how am I going to have any conversations about insurance, about any kind of insurance with anyone if I don't own the process? And, and that's one of the reasons why I so quickly went to the small business owner, the micro business owner, because that was me, right? So yeah. he, here was my life. I was a 24-year-old kid. I bartended at the time. Nothing wrong with bartending. It was a, a, a massive influence in my life and paid my bills, but I wanted something more. I wasn't making a lot of money. Uh, in the beginning, my insurance business was a net loss or, or a break even, right? Which is pretty common uh, in starting a business. And without any budget to spend on marketing or on advertising or on automation, I had to get really creative and it got harder. And here's where it gets personal. My car got repossessed because I couldn't pay my bills, right? I couldn't close the clients that I needed to close because I was never really taught the art of sales. I learned it along the way. And this is this conversation is as much a sales conversation as any of my conversations are because now my sales conversations are just me being real. You know what I mean? Just opening up my world and saying, hey, I've been in your shoes. This is what I did. Don't do that. Right. You mean that's better than a script to follow? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so it, it was very hard. And and so the the glossing over a long history, I I my, when my car got repossessed, if I smiled and dialed and picked up the phone and set an appointment, I would have to find a way to get across town. I lived an hour outside of Boston. And if I set a meeting in Boston, I'd have to find a way to get there. And pray to God that when I got there, it closed. Because otherwise, I'm I'm out the cost of a train ticket. I'm out the cost of the taxi that it took me to get, you know, to the, the corporate center. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm out the cost of everything on the way back. And it happened and it sucked. I'd get home at no nine pressure, right? at night. No pressure. Yeah. And and then and then have your manager breathing down your neck saying, Hey, when are you gonna hit quota? It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I basically ride my bike or walk to my appointments, you know? So the amount of stress that that put me under was, was substantial. It was so what for you was the, the sort of trigger points, the, the, the pivot that you're like, damn it, this is not the right way for me. And when did you start to build your own empire? Yeah. Um, I, here's how I know I'm an entrepreneur and maybe a bit stubborn. You're told many times, I'm sure you've heard this before, that you should model yourself after successful people and learn what they do, right? And then make appropriate changes to make it work for your world. And I did that to the point that it made me insecure. So when my leaders, when I finally did get some coaching, did X, Y, and Z, if I didn't do what they did precisely, it was because I didn't pay enough attention to it. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't execute it the right way. I didn't say the right thing. My market was wrong. I'm because that's what we will tell ourselves in that in that situation, right? We just didn't follow mm -hmm. the, the the lessons. We didn't mirror what they were doing, didn't do what we were told. So of course right. it's our faults. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had many experiences like that where I'm like, wow, that didn't go well. That didn't go well. I'm not communicating on a level that that I would like to communicate. Maybe my market is wrong. Maybe the, maybe the client is wrong. Maybe the way I reached out was wrong. Just a lot of internal like imposter syndrome going on. Like right. I'm not worth it talk, which is just, it's just shit. It's just not, it's not real. You know what I mean? 
imagine imagine a world in which you always acted on intuitive impulse and said what you mean and mean what you say and do what you mean and do what you say. What would it result in people getting angry at you and leaving your life? Absolutely. But would it also align you with with the best clients and the best opportunities, the people who see you for who you are? Absolutely. There you are. You just said it. Alignment. That is probably yeah. the biggest thing that anyone in this journey can go through. And you're describing it perfectly to just follow blindly the the, the rules, the guidelines of these successful people, uh, mm-hmm. whether they're really successful, because you never really see what's behind closed doors. You really don't see what's behind the curtain. But if it's out of alignment, any strategy works. Anything does work. Mm-hmm. But if you can feel that your very core, it's not in alignment for you. You're not enjoying this. You're going to bring that energy, those results, yeah. those people into your world that's not quite right. So I love the way that you brought that up. I'm glad it helps. You know, I know this is as much a, a personal uh, podcast as much as it is business. So, you know, I I, I want to lean that direction as much as I can. Um, so I got aligned. You know, I stopped feeling insecure about who my market was. And, and, and my market, professionally speaking, is now much bigger. But my in my core... I'm looking at the small business owner. I'm looking at the micro business owner. I'm looking at them and being like, I've been in your shoes. I don't want this to happen to you because it happened to me. It sucked. It ruined years of my life. At that time, it felt that way anyway. It had significant emotional impacts. It had it caused trauma that it took me years to get over. Yeah. And if I can help in any way, shape, or form, I am in. Right. And when I started aligning myself, but there's that word again. When I started aligning myself to that, everything fell into place. Well, everything got better. We were chatting offline and joking about, you know, what did you describe this as? We're all watching the same movie. We're all watching the same movie. Some people yeah. seeing it in different places and I've seen it all before, but we've, we've, we're all in the same movie. So we're all here to help guide other people through this. So saying that, you know, I've been in your shoes. I don't want you to have to go through what I did. Um, oh my gosh, is the is the the calling card of every entrepreneur ever, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Either either you have some kind of vision and you want to see how it will impact the world. And that's great, right? That's actually that's what Maverick App is. You want we want to see how Maverick App will impact the world and, and prospecting. But why? 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 Because We've been in the shoes of the sales rep who struggles to connect the dots between touch one and touch 50 and who who can't follow up and who has a, a 20 conversations a week that say, I'm not ready right now. How do you nurture that? Because we've been in those shoes. So it still all goes back to your point, which is I don't want you to be in those shoes. Nice. Now, that's so let's fast forward. So sure. your shoes right now. So tell me about. Uh, where your business is right now and how you're managing to balance personal health, professional, financial, like all these different aspects. What is it like for you? Yeah. So uh, a bit, a bit challenging uh, going from, you know, being an insurance agent, owning my insurance practice to now being effectively in technology sales, right? Actually a, a subtle distinction there sales technology sales <laughs> if that makes any sense right um definitely a different world i was 100 uh eat what you kill before 
And now I'm in a, in a position where I, I, I don't make as much as I, as I used to, but the potential in my mind was so worth jumping in. Hmm. So it, it really, really exciting times, a lot of change. And I, I love change, you know, a little personal motto for you is if you're not creating the change, the change will happen to you. And if it happens to you, you're not going to like it. So try to be ahead of the change. Um, but business is good. You know, we're a profitable company. We know who we are. We know what we do. We know how we help. We know what we're not, which I think is even more important than knowing what you are, mm-hmm. right? We know exactly what we're not. And, and, and business is good. Having said that, we have a long way to go. We're not perfect. We need to get, <laughs> and here's, here's a challenge of mine, right? I tend to gravitate towards the, the small business owner. And we want to get these things into the hands of people who are selling with bigger teams. Yeah, yeah. So, so a personal challenge of mine is getting out of my own way and getting this thing into the hands of people who get it. You know, like a, a, a sales rep or a sales director is going to get this tool even more than a small business owner will because they're so they're so distracted by all the other hats they have to wear. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's double tap on that a little bit. Let's let's have a play with this because what you're describing there. So you, I I don't know your business and who's driving that, whether your team are like, no, no, this is the direction we need to be in or whether it's something that you're looking at and you're leading the role here. If I ask that question, who's leading that? that So who's help me understand the question a little bit better. With that, you, know, you want to be working with those, those higher level people who can really use it rather than you gravitate towards, towards you know, the smaller business owner. Yep. But you're like, ah, we, we can't because the, the vision, the long term, it's this particular area. So is that your, you know this and you see this or is, is your team bringing this up? Where's that coming from to start with? Yeah, yeah. I think I think what it is, is, is awareness of, of the book of business, right? Um, so the, the book of business has, uh, we have multiple subscriptions and to, I don't want to bore you with the details, but some of those subscriptions are more sticky than others. They, they renew more often and for longer than others. Yeah. And, and my focus is uh, along with the CEO, our vision is the same, which is to focus on the ones that stick for longer yeah. because that's how we're going to build the company. Um, so as far as who's driving it, it's three people, me, myself, and I, we're best friends. We get each other. We never argue. <laughs> um, we hang out all the time. We can't get enough of each other. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, cool. That's, that's that trio that you've got going on there, the, the brain trust, as we call it. So Yeah, the brain trust. I like that. Let's, let's look at that. So what sure. it is, it's, it's really your comfort zone. It's what yeah. is it bringing you towards, you know, who you want to serve. You've already said, I've been in their shoes. So you've got an emotional tie yep. to this particular sector, which is why I think it's so hard for you to actually fully commit, move change because fucking hell, I can help these people. Yep. Now, that statement right there is such a, that can hold people, businesses, relationships where it shouldn't be for, for way, way too long. So with acknowledging that it's it's probably your comfort zone how do you feel about what what is the fear and what is the doubt or what is the guilt that you feel when you see your business going away from that particular area or niche yeah um 
I don't know how to answer this question other than this, which makes no sense. I'm going to say it out loud and you're going to be like, that doesn't make any sense, but it is the truth, right? I haven't done it before. So why would it work? <laughs> right? So, but the, but the really stupid thing is, is I hadn't done the small business work before. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I did the small business work. So where does, where does that thought process break? Right. Do you, do you see what you just did? Uh, you just help did. me help you. What do you mean? <laughs> help me to help you. Help me to help you. Look, you just gave me the, 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 the reason. You qualified it to start with, number one. You qualified your answer rather than just giving it to me. Then you gave me the answer, which is, I, I, I don't know it's going to work. Mm. And then logically, you gave me the reason. But, but you know, I've seen it before, so of course it could work. I've been this, this, this I've experienced this exact thing. I don't know if it's going to work, and it worked. So mm. qualified. Then you gave me the answer. It's, it's, a, it's a sandwich of this. Mm. So to hold on to that middle bit. So forget qualifying stuff. Yeah. Forget saying the logical answer because the logical answer is from a textbook that you once read or that, you know, you should okay. believe, but you don't believe. So there's mm. something in that that you don't fully believe. So it's more the fear of that yeah. middle part. So if we can tap into that fear of, okay, so where is the fear? What's been driving that? Are mm. you able to, to just tap into that? If, if given a moment, um, I would say, I would say that perhaps I'm not like those people and maybe I am, I don't know. You know what I mean? But perhaps I'm not like those people. So why would they listen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. maybe, maybe I don't have, I'm spitballing, right? I'm also, I'm trying to be as real as possible and authentic as possible. Perhaps I'm not like them. And if I'm not like them, why would they listen to me? Mm-hmm. Perhaps I don't have enough knowledge of the industry, right? Or the or the the closing skills. Like I'm selling to sellers often, right? Maybe they're not resonating with what I'm saying as much as I'm resonating with what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Those are a couple of ideas for you, which are probably more true than I'd like to admit. <laughs> Absolutely. And th- this is this is beautiful, by the way. I mean, you're, you're sharing authentically, which is where there's no point in mincing your words and trying to mm. say the right thing because, oh, Mark's in this line of work, so he's going to pick apart all this stuff. Yes, for good reason. But yeah, that's word, why I'm here. How can, how can people move? You said you like change, and now yeah. you're okay, so you're battling through this. That mm-hmm. fear, that imposter syndrome, that all those, all those objections that you pulled apart, you know this from your days back in sales where you were struggling, but you had that fear of, I need to make fucking rent. I need the money mm-hmm. to get the train back home. Yep. Oh, do you think your clients could have smelt it? Back then? Oh, yeah. I called it commission breath. Absolutely. Commission breath. That's yeah. a term that we yeah. have when you do sales. So they, they knew you needed the sale, which yep. is where a lot of people do struggle in sales. So here, with that, okay, let's use your words against you and actually for sure. you and leverage this. Sure. What you said is... That's why I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have just been able to leverage all the thing in the past. I know this, I've been there before and it's worked. So let's use that example because you know that's okay. concept. So you know that when you create commission breath, it's 20, 60, a thousand times harder to get a sale. Yeah. So coming to this new audience with all these self-created and probably unrealistic objections, 
oh mm. dude you're gonna get every single one along the way because you're gonna create them you're gonna do something to bring into question your authority who are you in this business is it a real objection how are you going to fulfill this how are you going to bring this into fruition so it's all about finding these things yeah it's a little bit woo alongside the actual science behind this but how how can we tweak your your actions how can we tweak your beliefs so that rather than manifesting these exact objections and then you're like oh shit they said the exact same thing i was worried about which always kind of happens yeah try and shift you away from that because it's all good and well saying this is irrelevant yeah what's that it's all good and well saying that this is irrelevant that who are you in this industry but Mm. to enable you to find and latch on to the other things so what anchor points can you use right now for why you're the best fucking person for this injury industry why you're the best Mm. person for for doing this and why can't businesses lift up and go to the next level you've proven yourself in this sphere it's like you've proven yourself on little league now you're going to the majors yep absolutely just because you haven't done it before you know you can so how can you get your business and yourself personally the brain trust of you yourself and i to only yeah. focus on, well, that might be true. It's got nothing to do with what you're doing here. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and maybe you're looking for an answer. Maybe you're not. But the the I keep going back in my mind to and use the word anchor. It's one of my favorite favorite words, right? Because I it's such a it, it's such a useful word in in conversations is to to get anchored to a concept so that you can deviate and compare and. I want to anchor myself to the fact that I did have success in Little League, using your example, right? Had that success. What did I do in Little League that I haven't yet done? Well, transparently, I am doing, right? I'm not I'm not resisting the, the change, but I'm not there yet, right? I confidently say I crushed in Little League. I'm not confidently saying I'm crushing in the big leagues. So, so let's let's anchor those two concepts and and figure out where where to go from here so like i crushed it in little league right what did i do in little league that i have not yet done conceptually speaking in in major league which was i wasn't afraid to mess up in little league mm-hmm. i just swung for the fences and let the chips fall where they may right and i learned from where where i was a swing and a miss so i think ultimately the answer is just getting out there and trying and swinging for the fences every single time. And when I mess up, figure out what went wrong so that I can learn not to repeat it again. Mm. Now, something beautiful, like we just said there, the first little league was swing and a miss and it falls right May. Whereas now it's, I'm going to swing and a miss and I'm going to learn. I'm going to analyze. I'm going to see exactly what's going on because you've grown, you've evolved as as a human through your experiences, you know, now this is the way forward. Right. Yep. Exactly. But just, just keep on trying, try all the ways, try all the things, keep trying. Right. Nice. And I, and I think to, to your, you know, which, which might be helpful is, is, is not, not acknowledging any doubt. You know what I mean? Like doubts are real doubts exist, but don't, you don't, they, you don't have to give them all the time of the day. So I'm going to, I think we can wrap a beautiful bow in this, this podcast episode sure. with, with your business and what, what it does. We said at the start of this about what your program, what your process allows 
business owners to do is to remove the human aspect of the should I do this? How is the best way? Oh, I'm not sure if now's the right time or I'm overdoing it while still keeping a personality. So what you're looking to achieve here as you get out of your comfort zone, as you try and raise your business to the next level is to remove that human aspect of the doubts, the fears, the guilt, the overwhelm, but still keeping your essence of I've learned the lessons. I've been able to do this. So take those two things as true. You see how they, they mirror each other. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, I want to, I want to execute on, on what your ask is here. So uh, maybe, maybe cut this little part out, but uh, what, how did you want me to respond to that part? Um, however you want. I mean, that is, <laughs> that's the yeah. statement. I mean, it's sometimes it's yeah. no, I mean, again, love your honesty. It's just about sometimes with this, this wrap up, this conclusion to see the, mm-hmm. how these things are related to each other. It's like, yeah. shit, I didn't see that. I got nothing, but let me digest because you've done a lot of processing here. You've been asked yeah. a lot of questions. And sometimes on this podcast, we get to dive deep. And again, people yeah. can be like, yeah, keep going because I'm yeah. I'm chugging with you. Um, yeah. So yeah. sometimes it's like you got to a point where, cheers, Mark, I just need to, I need a fucking cup of tea now. I need to sit down and think about what you said. <laughs> and that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm obviously going to, well, maybe it's not obvious. I'm going to internalize this as much as possible and, and think on it because I do think this has been fantastic. And and adding to your to your point just about about humanizing your your outreach right yeah i i i think that that sales and prospecting and business development just gets such a bad name and it's because it's not human and we don't own our inadequacies like do you know how much more i'm sure you do do you know how much more approachable and responsive people are to you when you reach out to them and you tell them just blatantly mark hey it's a cold call I'm going to hang up or should I tell you why I'm calling? Do you know, people are like, I get laughs on the phone when I say that. So I, I, I bring this up only to say that when you, as a, as a business owner, you're in sales, whether you like it or not. And if you want to reach out to people, do it and own it. Don't, you don't have to be pitchy. You don't have to say what you do or why you do it. Most people are going to say, no, just know it. Most people are going to say, no, that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. But if your outreach is authentic, Hey, Mark, I'm reaching out because I like what you do. Maybe there's a way we can have a conversation. Maybe there's a way that you can help me. Maybe there's a way that I can help you. But I suck at this. I don't even like sending this message. Literally, I tell people, write this. I don't even like sending this message to you because I don't, excuse me, I don't like to make the ask. Are you open to replying to this? Giving me permission to continue. You know, it's a... You know, stuff like that. So and, and I think it's right up the alley of this podcast. Yeah. And f- find your way. Find the way that's right yeah. for you. That might be yeah. someone else saying, you've just given me permission to stop becoming a robot. You've actually given me permission mm-hmm. to be able to understand, oh, I now know how I can reach out to prospect one, two, three thousand, whatever, in a new way and not be like, I feel awkward. It's like, cut the bullshit. Yeah. Cut the bullshit and do the fucking thing. That's yep. our strapline. That's our motto. That's that's what holds us all back. So, hey, Steve, thank you so, so much for your time today, for sharing Thanks, so <laughs> authentically. And yeah, your stories are amazing. So thank you for sharing. Thanks for having me on. This is incredible. I, I can't wait to support you guys in any way that's possible because what you're doing 
is is so important in in the world of business. Hey man, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Now again, reminder: if people want to find out more about you, your businesses, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, Stephen Wallace, uh, Maverick App and Wallace Business Consulting. You can email me at steve at maverickapp.io. Um, those are the two best ways to, to find me. Awesome. Well, they are everyone check them out. And Steve, thanks again. This has been this has been so much fun. This has been great. Yeah. Good, great podcast. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed that's how people find us it is and we want all their earballs <laughs> all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah <laughs> see you next time bye <laughs>